Can you believe it? The Mariners actually scored runs last night and like a lot of them. Let's talk about it here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Locked On Mariners podcast brought to you by the Sports Card Investor app. Welcome to the world of trading cards reimagined. Stay tuned later in the show for more information on this awesome new tool for collectors. You'll want to check out the Sports Card Investor app. It is Wednesday, June 22nd, 2022, and thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am your host, Tidy Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patnode. We cover the Mariners over at InsideTheMariners.com for fan nation over on the sports illustrated network be sure to follow the show on twitter at lo underscore mariners you can follow inside the mariners at inside mariners you can follow me at dane gonzalez that's d-a-n-e g-n-z-l-z and colby at cpat 11 that's c-p-a-t-1-1 be sure to also check out our patreon at patreon.com forward slash control the zone we post two additional podcasts on there every week and if this is your first time joining us here on the lockdown mariners podcast welcome to the show if you like what you hear give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this and if you're watching us on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, turn on the notification bell, and give this video a thumbs up. We greatly appreciate it. So we are going to be talking about last night's game. We're going to be talking about tonight's game. Pretty big matchup for the Mariners tonight going up against former Mariner prospect Paul Blackburn. And we're also going to be looking at teams that have had a similar or even worse record than the Mariners do right now that have gone on to make the postseason. Spoiler alert, it's not a lot. Uh, but first, let's get into last night's game. The Mariners win 8-2 to over the Oakland Athletics. And uh, a lot of offense for the Mariners, clearly. Uh, four home runs by Mariners hitters in this game. The first one breaking the ice in this game. A solo home run by Taylor Trammell. That's his third home run of the season. And then, fast forwarding to the seventh inning, Julio Rodriguez, Jesse Winker, and Eugenio Suarez go back to back to back. You gotta love it. And then on the opposite end, Marco Gonzalez goes seven strong innings, uh, gives up a two run home run, uh, but that's all the damage against Marco. And uh, the bullpen cruised the rest of the way, and the bullpen's looking pretty fresh for the next couple of games here in uh, Oakland. And the Mariners are gonna go for the uh, series win tonight, but we'll be getting into that game a little bit later on. But Colby, it was just. It was nice to actually see some offense from this team for once. Yeah, they decided to wait until one of the worst starting pitchers in baseball was removed from the game after tossing six innings of one-run ball, but uh, I guess better late than never. But, uh, yeah, it was it was a uh, still a frustrating eight runs, believe it or not. But uh, at the end of the day, it's it's eight runs, and you're not going to complain about that. And, and the Mariners just – I mean, destroyed the the A's bullpen, um, which they should. The A's bullpen is is not good. So uh, good for them. Uh, it was nice to see Jesse Winker check in not only with the home run to dead center field, but he also had a double earlier in the game. Um, you know, we know better than we know better by now than to just sit here and say, "Oh, well, Jesse's coming out of it. That this is the start of it." Uh, no, he's got to do this for like another three weeks before we should buy any of that. Um, but it was still good to see, um, you know, it was Ty France had three hits. That was great to see him kind of get it back on track. Julio had three hits. Uh, Jesse had a couple knocks, like I said, uh, also walked. So Jesse was on base three times. 
uh, last night. Um, and, you know, it, the bottom of the order came through a little bit. Seven, eight, nine all had hits. Um, you know, Cal Raleigh, I believe, reached base four times, hit by pitch, uh, two walks and a double. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's nice to see. Pretty much everybody but your middle infielders, uh, Crawford, uh, Frazier, and Dylan Moore, contributed last night um, offensively. Uh, and uh, that's that's kind of the effort it's going to take. So hopefully we see more of this. It gets a little bit harder with uh, Blackburn on the mound tonight. But, uh, hey, you know, Caprillion wasn't that good, and you only got two hard-hit balls off of him. So maybe facing the more difficult pitcher actually doesn't matter that much. Yeah, and honestly, you know, said this on yesterday's show, maybe it even benefits the Mariners because it seems like they have more success against good starting pitchers than bad ones for some inexplicable reason. Uh, it was a good thing that the Mariners scored as many runs as they did because, like you mentioned, there were some frustrating innings, uh, especially there in the, I believe it was the top of the ninth, where they had bases loaded, no out, and then... They recorded two quick outs there. There was like an infield pop. I, I forget who hit that one, and I believe Dylan Moore struck out or, or something after that. And they almost left all those Surprise. runners straight. Yeah, and then Justin Upton, though, uh, with his first RBI in a Mariners uniform, scores one run. But, yeah, they, they completely fumbled that whole opportunity. But at least at that point, the game was well in hand for the Mariners, and they hand the ball off to uh, Ken Giles in the bottom of the ninth, give him a uh, soft landing. Um, in his first game back since uh, September 15th, 2020. Um, and, of course, he's undergone Tommy John surgery uh, since then and, and had a uh, right middle finger thing as well. And uh, he looked uh, he looked pretty good. Uh, used the slider 10 times uh, out of 15 pitches. Uh, the slider has uh, statistically been his best pitch in his career, so maybe the Mariners are having him use that more. Obviously, it's just one outing, so there isn't really a whole lot we can take from that, but maybe that's an indication that he might be uh, using his slider a little bit more than he has uh, even in the past, even with the uh, the fastball-slider combo. Uh, but he looked good, induced a couple whiffs, got a strikeout of Sean Murphy, uh, and um, yeah, it was a good opportunity there to kind of get Giles uh, in a game uh, with really no pressure whatsoever on him in a six-run game against one of the worst offenses in baseball. So, you know, all around, good vibes for the Mariners, uh, especially with Eugenio Suarez going deep. And uh, like you mentioned, Jesse Winker having a nice game. That's uh, that's really nice to see. Hopefully he's starting to uh, turn the corner a little bit here. He's had a couple of uh, nice games over the last few days. Uh, so, and, uh, you know, Julio, Julio doing Julio things, of course. Uh, so we're going to be talking about, you know, what the Mariners need to do uh, just on this road trip, because honestly, history suggests that they need to at least go 500 uh, over the next five games to keep their postseason hopes more or less alive, as weird as that is to say on June 22nd. But when you look at just some of the other teams that have finished with or, or started the year rather with a uh, similar record to the Mariners, it's not many. Not many uh, teams out there that that have been able to uh, climb that mountain. So we'll be talking about that in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by the Sports Card Investor app. And, you know, Colby and I have run a few card giveaways in the past, and they've always done pretty well. So I would assume we have quite a few investors and casual card collectors tuning in to us and 
We have a great new app to tell you about, the Sports Card Investor app. It is a one-stop shop for all your card collecting needs. You can check the market activity and trends for over 630,000 cards. You can see all the eBay listings, and you can even make purchases right through the app. And right now, Ty France is going through a, you know, a little bit of a slump, so you might want to check on how the market for his cards have been impacted. And the Sports Card Investor app will tell you all you need to know. Download the Sports Card Investor app today, available for free in the Google Play and Apple App Stores, or go to sportscardinvestor.com forward slash locked on. You're listening to Locked On Mariners. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. And one live NBA draft show is not enough for Locked On. So the entire NBA channel is going live on NBA Draft Night. And if you have a favorite NBA team, make sure you subscribe now to their Locked On YouTube channel so you get notified when they go live on NBA Draft Night. So I... uh, this uh, this afternoon, I, I wrote an article on InsideTheMariners.com just kind of looking at the Mariners' playoff odds as a whole, and, and I decided to look back uh, through the wild card era, which, of course, started in 1995, and uh, look at you know some of the teams that have uh, started out with a similar or even worse record than the Mariners have started this season with uh, through their first 69 games, and only two teams with a record uh, with the same record or worse record as the Mariners at this point in time in the season have actually gone on to make the postseason. That's the 2005 Astros and the 2013 Los Angeles Dodgers, which means the Mariners are more or less going to have to go 500 on this road trip or else their playoff hopes are essentially going to hang in the balance of them being able to accomplish something that has never been done before. And of course, you know, this isn't a perfect way to gauge what their chances are because now we're in a we're in a different time quite frankly this is the first season ever that we've had a six team format in each league we've had a third wild card team in each league so you know and and, and there isn't really um, a filter on stat head or anything like that that uh, can show you exactly which teams would have made the playoffs in a six team format so that's something that's a little more um manual that I would have to do and and there's a lot of research that would go into that so not sure what that would look like as a whole uh for for the last 27 years or so which teams would actually make it in a five team six team format but uh yeah only two teams though that have been 30 and 39 or worse uh through the first 69 games of the season have made the postseason. So the Mariners are at a pretty incredible disadvantage. So Colby, would you say at this point in the season, despite how early it is, the Mariners are already playing must-win games? Yeah, more or less. Um, Talked about this, you know, last week that they had a 30-game stretch there and they realistically needed to go at least 18 and 12 and, and they're right in the middle of that. And unfortunately, things did not get off to a good start. You went one and four against the Angels. Um, so no, you did, you didn't win last night. So you won two of six of those 30. And, uh, so now you're looking at it and you're going, well, we probably have to go 16 and six here over the next 22, uh, 500 not going to be good enough because at that point, what you're basically begging for is like a, a 12 game winning streak or winning 17 of 20. And if you can't do that in this stretch, of your schedule, you're just not going to be able to do that. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's kind of interesting because the Mariners are probably going to 
buy pieces this summer, regardless of how far back they are, um, because, you know, they still care about 2023. So um, could they get better in in the second half? Sure. And, and, you know, it's entirely possible that they they play their way out of the first half, but in the second half, uh, post all-star break, they look like a really good, you know, playoff contender, but they just dug themselves too big of a hole. So, uh, yeah, these next, I think we're on game 24 now, or game seven of the 30, uh, which means they have 24 left. Uh, they they have to make some noise here. I mean, they, they legitimately have to go, you know, 16 and eight or something like that. So they, they have to win series, uh, mm-hmm. basically every series they play from here to the all-star break. They need to win, or they need they need to average a series win. So, they lose a series, they got to sweep one sweep one along the way. If they if they get swept in two series, they got to sweep two right back. So, yeah, uh-huh. these are pretty much must win games if you're just focused on playoffs only uh, in 2022. Um, and you know, since that's what we're talking about, I'm going to assume that's that's the yeah. the focus we're going to take. So, yeah, these are these are essentially must win games. Yeah. Uh, so by the All Star break, the Mariners will have played ninety three games, and only ten teams in the wild card era have entered uh, or have played ninety three games and been under five hundred uh, and gone on to make the postseason. One of those actually being the nineteen ninety five Mariners. Um, but the uh, the the odds right now are stacked uh, against the Mariners in, in a pretty big way. And so you would like to get to the all-star break above 500 um, by any means necessary. And to do that, you would have to at least go 17 and seven over the next 24 games. So you have, you just got to find ways to, to win these games. And, you know, we mentioned, you know, we've mentioned a couple times on this show that, you know, the, the, the schedule looks pretty favorable for them. Uh, every, you know, only six of these games will be against opponents, uh, with a record, uh, of, you know, or with a winning percentage at 500 or better. Uh, that's the Padres and the Blue Jays. Uh, and you play them consecutively at home on the, uh, 4th of July weekend. So, you know, there's an opportunity here for the Mariners to, to certainly, you know, climb this mountain, but they are more, you know, more so looking, looking up at, at, at a very, very, very unlikely and uh, incredibly difficult challenge uh, to uh, to overcome here. Something that really has has rarely been done before in baseball. But you know, <laughs> I, I've always kind of felt like if the Mariners were going to, or, you know, when the when the Mariners do in this drought, they were going to do it in the most ridiculous and toughest way possible so hey maybe this is it <laughs> maybe they do you know uh maybe they are the first team to have 43 losses through their first 74 games or, or whatever and, and go on to actually make the postseason who knows and plus you know you got the extra playoff spot now some wild stuff can happen but you know just kind of looking at the overall playoff picture it's a lot of good teams ahead of them in those wildcard spots right now. Teams that are playing some pretty good ball right now, so it's going to be very difficult. They're going to need to get things going here. They're going to need to go on a stretch. They're, they're going to need a, a win streak at some point. You know, I, I don't think that they're going to get a 10-game, 15-game, you know, 20-game win streak or, or what have you, but they need something like a 6-game, 7-game win streak here and uh, and then just take series the rest of the way uh, in order to, to get this thing going. So hopefully... You know, tonight is is or sorry, last night was the 
uh, start of that, and they can just keep that momentum going against uh, Paul Blackburn and the A's tonight. We're going to be talking about that in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by LinkedIn. As the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of, of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. And simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you like to hire and interview. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This episode of Locked On Mariners is also brought to you by Blue Nile. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as them with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity as well as setting style. And Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft their perfect engagement ring and each ring is a one of a kind looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing blue nile has jewelry experts on hand 24 7 available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and locked on mariners listeners get 50 dollars off purchases of 500 or more this podcast exclusive includes engagement jewelry as well use promo code locked on that's l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n plus every order is insured ships free and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside shop stress-free and find your forever piece Go to BlueNile.com today. So the Mariners got uh, Paul Blackburn uh, going up against them today, and and you know Blackburn's been really good this season. Uh, former Mariners prospect, of course, he he went over to the A's, and uh, it was the Danny Valencia trade, right? I always forget because they made so many trades with the A's for first base, you know, corner infield types, right? It was it was the Valencia trade, right? Not the Healy or Alonzo one. Um, let's see. I believe so. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, and he was of course acquired in the, uh, Daniel Vogelback trade, uh, when they sent Mike Montgomery to the, uh, to the Cubs. So mm-hmm. a couple of fun connections there, but Blackburn's been uh, really good this season. He might actually be an all-star for the A's. Uh, who knows, but, uh, it's going to be a difficult, difficult task for the Mariners and their struggling offense. And yes, I'm still going to say they are a struggling offense. Even after last night, one night does not change things whatsoever. Uh, George Kirby going on the bump for the Mariners tonight. Uh, and he's been uh, pretty good for the most part in his rookie season, had some struggles here and there. Uh, what would you like to see out of Kirby tonight? Uh, get ahead with the fastball. Um, the athletics lineup is bad. I think we can just yeah. say that definitively. It's not a good lineup. It's it's not a good team. Um, the one thing that's kind of working right now pretty consistently is Paul Blackburn. Even Frankie Montes is having his struggles right now. Uh, so you got to be aggressive. You got to go after him. You can't give him free bases. Um, you know, you can't give him cookies to hit. Like you got, they got to earn their way on base. Uh, the one thing we saw from his last start is he started to throw the curveball a little bit more, and it was pretty good. So that might be a weapon that he goes to again today. Um, you know, it's it's going to be a pretty righty-heavy lineup um, in theory. 
it should be. Uh, so the fastball has to play, and, and you know we we've seen what happens when the fastball, uh, when Kirby has his best fastball, he can dominate even a good lineup. So mm-hmm. um, it's going to come down to fastball control and command. Don't give up walks. Uh, don't you know? Don't groove fastballs down the middle to try and sneak ahead. You got to be pinpoint with that pitch early, and then expand the zone late with a with a pretty good curveball and a changeup that's getting a little bit better. Um, and honestly, we've seen uh, Kirby have one uh like really good off-speed pitch to go with his fastball and just about every outing um haven't really seen it where he's had two uh, off-speed pitches hasn't really needed them for the most part uh so maybe that's something he breaks out tonight maybe we see curveball slider tonight uh but for kirby and basically every starting pitcher it's all about getting value out of the fastball whether that be whiffs or, or weak contact or or the ability to throw for strikes. Uh, you got to get value out of that pitch. And, and I think Kirby will. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we know that the fastball is going to be, uh, you know, pretty big weapon for him as, as well. It's right. historically always been, and, and he's always been able to, uh, command that pretty well. So, you know, would like to see him go up against a, uh, you know, a bad lineup. Uh, they're 29th in major league baseball and WRC plus right now. would like to see him attack with that fastball and uh, challenge these guys because not a lot of guys are going to be able to do damage uh, against them in this lineup. They're not going to be able to turn, you know, a 98 mile per hour fastball and put it over the over the wall, especially in the confines of, of the Oakland Coliseum as well. That's uh, so well, so long as it's well located. Yeah. So, yeah. Any major leaguer can hit 95 down the middle. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, it's 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 a good lineup for him to go out and, and kind of feast on and we'll see if he can take advantage of it. Uh, but he's been pretty darn impressive for a, you know for a rookie making this will be his ninth start tonight believe it or not so mm-hmm. um, so far a lot to like no real huge blow up starts and I don't think one's coming tonight uh, he should give the Mariners a chance to uh, to win this game um, whether or not the offense takes advantage of that I don't know because basically the starting rotation has done exactly that for the last three weeks. Yeah, and uh, offense is a little hit, hit or miss, so we'll see. But uh, yeah, I feel mm-hmm. I feel pretty good about the Kirby and the things. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I I think the the Mariners can count on at least being, uh, you know, in reaching distance uh, of a win tonight uh, after Kirby is done. And so it's just it's on the offense to to finish right. it off to to push this thing across the the finish line as it has been for the last few weeks really, you know every everything really just falls on the Mariners' offense they have to produce, and um, you know hopefully tonight Taylor Trammell will be ahead of Justin Upton in the lineup that is a mind-boggling decision yesterday, uh, I just. Look, man, you know, I know that they don't have too many options, but Upton should probably be hitting eighth or ninth this lineup and definitely not ahead of Trammell, who's uh, starting to pick things up uh, again after uh, having a little bit of slump there. Um, nice home run yesterday. Uh, good to see Trammell uh, producing and good to see Cal Raleigh still producing as well. He's uh, He's been hot as of late and he's stayed hot. And uh, now he's, uh, I mean, he's getting closer here to a full month's worth of uh, good quality production at the plate. So, uh, you know, not all bad stuff for the Mariners and the Mariners offense right now. There, there are some positives. There are some reasons to be optimistic with this team. 
and uh, hopefully it all kind of starts to come together and we'll see more wins. We can see them rental off some more wins here. They need to. They absolutely need to. And hopefully, you know, they keep that going tonight and uh, give themselves a two game win streak. <laughs> I will. Uh, I would absolutely take it. I believe this will be the or this would be only their second two game win streak since late April. Remember, we got all excited. They won two games ago, two two games in a row a few weeks ago, and then they just immediately went back to one, 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 one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's let's maybe let's maybe push the envelope, get two, and then I don't know. Maybe tomorrow we actually get to three. Uh, ooh, ooh. Can that's I very answer? daring. That's I very... I know, but it has been done before. I promise. <laughs> All right, I want to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidy Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow Inside the Mariners at Inside Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. The first picks of the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft have been made. Search now for Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and get over 50 insiders, the Odyssey sports experts and the draft experts of locked on NBA big board. The five episode ultimate NBA mock draft is underway. Make ultimate NBA mock draft your second listen today. And with that, have yourself a beautiful baseball day and we'll see you tomorrow.